right when you don't know what to do just keep on breathing from the city of angels in los angeles welcome to all my listeners out there in radio land i'm dave the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com along with my lovely co-host who is not here today so i won't even say that (laughs) carletta cole is on vacation but hopefully we'll see her next week and we're also coming to you live on demand 24 7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks on 26 global audio video platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud. Oh my gosh, the list goes on and on. <clears throat> and in fact, we are voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM, number two on uh, Feedspot out of the top 60, and number two on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. Angie Patterson, the award-winning author of Making Photography Easy and Fun, and the creator of an upcoming online course, 37 Ways to Improve Your Photos in Minutes. Her photos have been featured on websites, calendars, and exhibitions, and created on murals. Chicken Soup for the Soul creator Jack Canfield says, I really encourage you to get a copy of Angie's book, How to Learn How to Make Photography a Lot Easier and More Effective for Yourself. So Angie, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Caregiver Dave show. Um, and we are so happy to have you on. I usually like to ask my guests just who is Angie Patterson and why was she placed on this earth? <laughs> well, thank you, Dave, and thank you for having me on your show. I consider mm. myself, I guess, here on this earth. That You know, that's an interesting question. I have not been asked that question before. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a dandy. Um, I mm. consider myself to be here to help actually share, share the beauty of the world through photography, through a lens, and encouraging other aspiring photographers and really anyone that just has an appreciation for capturing special life moments, any important life moments, um, to mm-hmm. just go forth and share that with the world too. Well, that's great. And that's a wonderful picture behind you. Is that a, a photo that you have taken? Thank you. Yes, it is. That is Peto Lake in the Canadian Rockies. Wow, very beautiful. And where are you located? I am in Grand Prairie, Alberta, Canada. So you're also Canadian. Imagine that. Yes, yes, and and not too far from the Rockies. So it's it's fantastic. Well, that's great. And it's such a joy to have you on the show because I am a photography buff. Um, I have uh, taken more home movies of my life for the last 50 years than you can even imagine. And in fact, you know, they're all VCR, they're all eight millimeter, they're all stuff that I can't even watch anymore. But they make they made a movie about my life. And so he wanted to know if I had any photos and movies. And I says, yeah, but, you know, I don't have a VCR for you or a projector. He says, don't worry about it. And so he took all of my films and he digitized them all, took them three months. And he used a lot of them in the movie and he just gave them back to me. And I'm just going through you know, watching this stuff that I haven't seen in decades, and it is just so amazing. And I, I, I can't believe that I have 
you know, just taken so much film of of the kids and Christmas and, you know, birthdays and this and that. And I'm thinking, you know, we've got a, a camera right on our hip now, and I rarely use it as much as we used to. You know, we used to just set it up, turn it on, and, okay, let's open all the presents. We don't do that anymore with the uh, with the camera. But let's uh, let's get to the questions I want to ask you. You are an award-winning author of Making Photography Easy and Fun. Now, some people would disagree with you that photography is easy and fun. So how do you make it easy and fun? <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> I think it's that. easy and fun, but uh, not everyone agrees with me. No, and, you know, that's a really interesting point, I think, because mm. in the beginning, you know, uh, you know, so when I say in the beginning, I mean, my, my granny gave me a camera when I was seven. So mm. I, and I've just loved taking mm. photos. But it was about 20 years ago when I purchased kind of what I would call my first good camera. Oh. And um it wasn't, it was fun, but it wasn't necessarily easy and fun. Yeah. But, you know, I, I took myself off to a workshop because it, it can be confusing. And so that one of the reasons I wrote this book mm-hmm. um, was to help aspiring photographers or anyone that's interested in photography that doesn't really know where to begin. So how to make it easy to begin, you know, make it easy mm. to begin. So I kind of broke it down into steps. And that's still how I learned in the process is, you know, it can just be, you know, step by step, you learn a tip, you know, read it somewhere, hear it somewhere, um, take some practice photos, you know, and you just keep building your skills until it becomes more comfortable you become more confident as a photographer, and then also your own unique style starts to emerge. And do you um, encourage people to do um, movies as well, or just still pictures, or what? I think you know a combination of both. I'm I'm more into still pictures myself, but I am uh, this summer. You know, I'm really looking forward into branching out more into the the movie sector. So That's I think. Good. I, you know, I think part of it as well is just what speaks to an individual. You know, if the still photos are, you know, really what gets your attention and, you know, you'd like to walk out in the woods and be close to nature and just taking still photos or, you know, maybe it'll be movie of your pets, you know, or the, yeah. the family members that you're with. So I think whatever speaks to your heart. And I'm sure you'll agree that some of the best pictures that I have gotten are the ones that I pull off of movies. Because, you know, uh, similar to how they do photo shoots, you know, click, 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 <laughs> because they're bound to get a good one in there somewhere. But it's the same theory with a movie. If you're just rolling the film and you, and you say, oh, you know, let's just stop the f- movie and we'll fast forward or we'll, or we'll go slow. And, oh, that's a good, good one. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's a, a great analysis of that process, Dave. And um, because you're right, I think you you can pull out those really memorable sections of that video or movie. And let's not forget that uh, the majority of my audience are burned out caregivers and they need some purpose in life besides caregiving. They need some hobbies, some downtime. This would be a great hobby for a burned out caregiver, don't you think? I do. And I think for several reasons. One is, you know, have it and my, it's just my personal preference. You know, people are also very comfortable taking photos with their cell phone, you know, or their smartphone. Mm-hmm. I tend to just leave it in my pocket or in my vehicle because I do find that there's a different type of 
um, disengagement from all of that busyness that may occur through phones when you've got just a camera in your hand. But really? you know, a phone is definitely better than than not having anything. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, you know, I think whatever resonates with someone and you know, I think photography can just help the the mind relax, can help the yeah. body relax and rejuvenate. You know, you get into a different environment. It's like being, you know, kind of being immersed and in the zone. And then you just kind of let the, the rest of, of what you think the to-do list might be or the, you know, the, the busy things in the world, just kind of let them fade away. Yeah, you know, uh, people probably have spent a lot of money in the past uh, buying a big expensive Canon with interchangeable, you know, zoom lenses and this and that and 35 millimeter film. Um, do those still work? I mean, do people still use those or are they converting over to the digital cameras now? I would feel definitely more so to the digital cameras. Mm -hmm. You know, they, there's a convenience of that. You know, you can, mm -hmm. you can see what you have for your photos right off the bat. Never run out of film. Um, that's right. <laughs> you can swap out some cards and, you know, I think for the burned out caregiver too, it's, you know, if you're not sure where to begin, it's just, what if you could just take 15 minutes in your day, you know, so it doesn't feel like it's something that's overwhelming, something that's on the to-do list, even though it could be on the fun to-do list. Sure. But, you know, just find 15 minutes and, and just begin somewhere. And then often, you know, 15 minutes can lead to half an hour or an hour if that's, you know, if you have that kind of time. Sure. And it's such a legacy too, you know, especially if you're taking creative pictures of your loved one, you know, maybe it's an elderly grandfather or spouse or something. And there's just so many opportunities to get some amazing uh, candid pictures of them. And you can almost tell a story like a storybook, no? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like you can chronicle that stage of their life or many years of their life. And so, I think just sharing the photos as well, you know, it brings them into the connection of the story, something to talk about and connect through. Now, you actually have a course, 37 Ways to Improve Your Photos in Minutes. That's a lot of different ways. Uh, can you share some of the most popular ones or the easiest ones? Um, sure. So the, the easiest ones, if you would like to, um, you know, improve your photos right away, uh, one, one question I always ask any aspiring photographer, you know, in a, in a course or just in conversation is to think about what is your subject. Mm -hmm. So meaning, you know, is your subject, for example, then someone you're caregiving for, maybe it's a pet, a family group, you know, what you're chronicling. Um, so just have a look around and see what you may have included in that photo or one in the past that you don't need, you know, unnecessary clutter, um, elements that don't necessarily fit and they're not part of the story, you know, composition, um, you know, how you're setting your photo up and lighting can be a, a really key, what's really key in photography. So even as a person goes around their day, you know, if you just begin to observe the light, you know, you can see the lights different on a sunny day, for example, versus a cloudy day, or that beautiful golden glow of sunrise or sunset you know, it can just add a whole new element to one's photos where you can just see improvements really immediately. Mm -hmm. Is it cheating if we use a Photoshop to remove a couple of things that we don't like in our photo? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that big question. <laughs> well, you know, it maybe depends 
what the photo is being used for, right? If, if it's some in a photo competition, then yes, um, <laughs> the judges will consider that cheating. But I think, you know, for one's own use, and it's just how comfortable do you feel um, from doing that? You know, it's kind of like if that infamous garbage can, you know, is in the photo, then sure, you know, maybe it doesn't matter if, if you just make it disappear. Sure. So your passion is nature photography and teaching aspiring photographers how to use their cameras confidently and have taking fun pictures, of course. Uh, is it really, do you really get a lot out of just taking someone who maybe has never taken a picture in their life and just reliving, you know, maybe your first experiences with a camera, maybe you were very young and here this person's 34 years old and they never touched a camera and just watching them explore and, and it, it's like you're doing it all over for the first time yourself, isn't it? Yes. Um, that's a really interesting perspective you bring to that. And and I would agree totally. It's it's like reliving it. And, you know, when, when I'm helping an aspiring photographer, you know, there are two things. One is, you know, I do my best to put myself back into when I was just starting out beginning and mm -hmm. the confusion um, so that I can kind of be in their shoes. But the other is, it is just such a really great feeling when you see that light bulb moment go off for someone, you see the comprehension on their face and the, the excitement over learning this new skill. And they've accomplished um, a goal they did, they set out with, with their camera photography. And it might just be, well, it's not just because it's not that simple necessarily, but becoming comfortable operating the buttons and dials, you know, yeah. that sense of comprehension. It, it's really fun to go through that experience with people. And when do we delete photos? I mean, I, I've had the experience, you know, even on my phone, say, oh my gosh, all these photos, they're all not great, you know, and I didn't have time to delete the ones. Um, do you delete a lot of photos or do you keep even the ones that maybe aren't perfect? You know, I delete more now than I used to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think because then it's kind of building up my collection of improved photos. Nice. And I, I just like to keep the system a little cleaner, I guess, if I can, than just being overrun with photos. In the beginning, I kept everything. And I have photography friends that literally keep everything. Mm. And I have photography friends that have become very discerning with with what they delete. Um, but, but here's another photography tip for your viewers is uh, rather than deleting in the card or in the, sorry, rather than deleting with the card in the camera, then I will upload my photos, say, to my computer or an external hard drive, and then periodically I will format my memory card. That will clean off all the photos, mm. but it will also help keep, how I refer to it, keep your card healthy. So you're not always just perhaps reusing right. the same card, deleting your photos, but you, you just kind of clean clean it up a little. Yeah, and maybe do your editing or deleting after it's on your computer, perhaps. Uh, seems like a maybe... you. A simpler process because you know I'll, I'll take give some of my camera to take a picture of my wife and i and they'll take like 15 pictures <laughs> and they, <laughs> they all look great and sometimes it's hard to pick the best one um i usually won't ask my wife because she she'll always pick the one that i look bad and she claims i always pick the <laughs> one where she looks bad so i just make the decision <laughs> for her and uh, sometimes I feel guilty deleting a picture that's a perfectly good picture. It's just that I got one that looks better. 
you know? So how do you, how do you get over that uh, guilt about deleting a bad picture? Or is that still a good um, Yeah, you know, I have done that sometimes too. And it's sort of down the road, I'll think, oh, darn, I kind of wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in those situations, then I maybe will keep a few extra ones. Okay. And otherwise it's like, well, I guess when it's gone, it's gone. And it's like, it might even be looking at, okay, would I do so, do that a little differently next time? Would I decide to keep, say, seven, you know, instead of five? Yeah, or some are horizontal, you know, landscape, some are portrait. And you might say to yourself, I just want a portrait of this one. But later on, while you're doing a website or something, God, I wish I had that picture in landscape, you know. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so you took a lot of pictures of your parents, yes? Yes. You um, were their caregiver. Yes. Um, and, well, what did those pictures okay. turn out like? So, you know, that was kind of a um, <clears throat> a double whammy, I guess, if you will, double bonus, is that I not only was I taking photos of them, um, but also it was a way to connect by me being, say, out in nature, you know, taking photos. And then uh, it was a way for my mom and I to connect, you know, so we could have conversations about you know, what did I see in the outside world, right? And it was it was mentally invigorating for her to have conversations about, you know, what I had seen in the day and oh, really? talk about nature. And, and yeah, it just always brightened her day. And so then it got to the well, point where I was- She was a fan just, and she really yeah. <laughs> quizzed you on she well, did. why this picture, you know, why, wh where were you and, you know, what- what how did it change you today or something like that right and you know and um you know say if there was a you know vacation mm. short vacation or something then coming back to share those vacation photos mm. or a way to keep the family and grandchildren connected to her and it got to the point where then i i would just wait for her to point out maybe you know some occasional favorites and then i would just go and get them printed get them enlarged and printed and hang them on her wall where she could see them you know, thank God for Google Photos because they they have they've got way more photos than I ever thought I had, and and then it'll just pop up on my phone. Hey, here's a memory from 2008, and it will just show you like 20 of these pictures that I totally forgot about. Totally forgot I was even there. And many times I'll snap a, a screenshot of something because oh, I uh, that's a great picture. I I, I want to post that now, and. Sometimes I'm there for like 20 minutes just looking at these pictures and then I'll move on to the next one they've got, you know, 2017 and and just reliving the fun times that that I had. And I'm only 69, you know. <laughs> I thought that wasn't supposed to happen until you're like 80 or 90 and you're <laughs> confined to your house and and you're bored and you can't go anywhere. Right. <laughs> but uh it's kind of a waste of time, but not really because I'm nurturing my memories, you know. Absolutely. You know, and I love to do that, too. And, you know, <laughs> both of my parents have passed away now. But, you know, sometimes we were over visiting, um, you know, I kind of split the caregiving with with my sister and uh, my siblings. But also, you know, some days it was nothing more fun than just hauling out the photo albums and just also letting them, you know, my parents reminisce and telling stories, yeah. you know, and, and fun times for them and, you know, and just sharing family history. And I'm realizing that, you know, maybe my kids aren't interested in seeing the whole movies of when they were younger again, you know, because <laughs> they remember seeing them all their life while we had the projector and stuff. 
But their children, my grandchildren, seem to be very interested in seeing mom when she was their age. Or I even have a couple of great grandchildren now. <laughs> and and uh, it's interesting to see, you know, your two-year-old who looks so much like their mother and who looks so much like their grandmother when they were that age. No wonder I can't keep their names straight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, it's it's fascinating that, I think, isn't it? When we, you know, as we go through the generations and, you know, the grandchildren and, you know, for me as well, my, um, my nieces love to look at photos of my parents as well and, and just keep those stories alive and just share all those good memories and, yeah. um, and can, you know, continue down that memory lane through photography and through photos. Especially when those who are no longer with us are in the f- pictures and, and it's, it's just so, so warm, you know, just, it's like, wow, I can remember that when that picture was taken, you know, and uh, the the memory, the mind is an amazing thing. And let's face it, as we get older, you know, we seem to lose a lot of brain cells and we forget a lot of things, but but it can come back just like that with, with one picture or one song on the radio, you know. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating that, isn't it? It's it's back there, you know, filed away in, in the mind and just, you know, whether it can be a, you know, a, a smell of apple pie, you know, maybe yeah. your grandma used to make, you know, for example. Yeah. And, right. And the pictures and the movies. It's, and then it just, all these stories you maybe hadn't thought about for a while just come right to the forefront. Yeah. And it's an excellent way to to connect with family, with the grandkids, you know, because let's face it, grandkids are into, you know, uh, their phones and video games and this and like. And, you know, what does a 69-year-old have in common with a kid anymore but uh this can be a way to say hey you want to see a picture of of your mom when she was your age or hey you want to see a picture of your mom uh, doing this crazy thing on this zip line and and all of a sudden you've got a new connection where maybe you guys were having trouble finding things to talk about and it was awkward mm-hmm. yeah that's a, a a great point david um because that just can open up, I think, as you say, so many avenues for, yeah. or at least an avenue for conversation. And wow, it just almost brings um, kind of a, a different, well, different perspective and reality. Like, <clears throat> wow, may, maybe it might, boom, my dad did this, or, you know, my grandpa yeah. did that. And wow, well, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Especially, you know, if, if you have an elderly grandparent that you're caring for and, uh, you know, you, you want, the kids or the grandkids to take an interest in the elderly and you know it doesn't come naturally but if you say hey would you like to see a picture of grandpa when he was you know uh 18 years old uh water skiing and you know their vision of grandpa is this old geezer you know who uh <laughs> they never really knew him as uh you know kids sometimes think that you were born old and you will remain old and you'll die old <laughs> right. they don't realize that one day they're going to look like that and it's a great way to to really let them know more about life no mm-hmm. you know there's a, a photo a series of photos of my dad when he was probably in his early 20s and he was mm. uh he, he did a uh, camping so tenting on his bicycle with a buddy of his <laughs> and you know I, I still look at that and kind of marvel because that's not uh, like he he had gone through that stage of his life by the time I was born. But, you know, for the grandchildren to see that and it's like, wow, I mean, that was just kind of like a different era almost. Mm. Uh, and it, it's just really fascinating to them that, wow, gra- grandpa did that, you know, and <laughs> grandma did, did, you know, other things. 
maybe she was, you know, she was there too, but you know, yeah. they just have different adventures. And well, I know there's other people out there with all these photos and negatives and videos that they haven't done anything with. They haven't digitized them and they don't have a VCR and they don't have a, a projector. Uh, do you recommend them getting them uh, digitized so they can relive them again? I mean, it's so expensive to do. If it wasn't what, for my guy doing it, I mean, how can we afford to to make these uh, digital so we can have more access to them? Any tricks, any ways that we should uh, be looking into? Oh, well, I'm actually going to give mine to my nephew. <laughs> and he's yeah, make to, them do it. <laughs> he's going um, he's to take care of that. I, I went through my old family movies, you know, um, while well, we're probably going back to uh, like about 1930, maybe, maybe even wow. younger here. So I've got some of the old uh, Super 8 and 8 millimeter mm. movies from my mom and dad. Well, yeah, my brother just, um, oh, I probably shouldn't reveal his age. Uh, but yeah. anyway, they're, <laughs> they've been around a while. Um, so I was talking to my nephew about it because I, I purchased the projector and um, a converter a few years ago. Really? And put, yeah, put, so I put these super, these super eight movies and eight millimeter movies onto VHS, but only made one copy. Uh, so now it's like, okay, I want to go the next step, right? So we can right. get it beyond the, the VHS. So, um, and you probably just, lost some quality because you're making a copy of a copy. Now you're making a copy of a copy of a copy, which was the problem I had. Because the last thing I want to do is go find a projector and do it all over again because it was a nightmare. You know, I just remember I was like 25 and, and uh, you know, my parents' movies and stuff. But uh, what do you suggest for somebody who wants to start, um, you know, doing this photography thing? What what kind of camera should they get? How much should they spend? Where should they buy it? I always suggest that one of the first steps is to go and visit um, a camera retailer. And the reason I suggest that is because I feel that purchasing a camera is a little bit like clothes shopping, right? You want to get the one that, that feels right and fits for you. So when I say fits for you, it's like how comfortable is it to hold in your hand, right? If you want to be using this a lot, you want it to be comfortable. You don't want it to be too big and heavy, but you also don't want it to be too small so that it's difficult for you to get to the buttons and dials. Mm -hmm. And then give a little bit of thought, even if you don't know for sure yet, because you never know where this could take you. But if you have a an idea what you would mm. like to take photos of or what you think you would like to take photos of so that you can get some help, um, you know, from the retailer to just kind of s make suggestions for you, you know, and look at different models of cameras. And then whether mm. you, you know, where you decide to start or what you decide to buy, you've, you have a starting point because at least also, you know, then how they're going to feel uh, yeah. to hold in your hand, what a little bit about what they can do for you. You know, maybe you don't want to mess with a camera with detachable lenses, you know, but maybe you'd like a zoom that fits into, um, you know, into the camera body. So you're not having to um, have a collection of different lenses, but it still meets your needs for what you like to photograph. Yeah. Well, I can't believe how fast the time has gone. Uh, Mary, is there, um, tell us uh, about your book, uh, what you hope to get, that what you hope readers will get out of it and how they can purchase it. Okay. Thank you, Dave. So my my hope that readers would get out of it is an easy way for them to begin understanding their camera and some tips for photography 
that saves them time because it's all compiled into a book instead of needing to um, maybe research this and research that and not knowing which steps perhaps to begin with. They can also jump around mm. in the book. So if the beginning is not what they're looking for, they can go closer to the end and have some tips for composition. Yeah. And on lighting, there's some caution tips, yeah. like don't format your memory card unless you have your photos backed up first. Yeah. <laughs> and and always available. have the light in front of you and not behind uh, behind the subject. Yes, unless you want to create a silhouette. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, look for that golden light. And um, so making photography easy and fun is available on Amazon. Uh, so Amazon.ca and Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble. And um, my website is simply just AngiePattersonPhotography.com. If you go slash book, there's information on where you can purchase the book and a few more details. That's great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, I just want to tell our guests to remember that all our live shows become recorded pod and video casts on all your favorite platforms that I mentioned earlier. And my number one newly released book, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times and Spreading Wisdom All Over the World, available wherever books are sold, and also on my free membership website, caregiverdave.com. And please join my Caregiver Dave Facebook community of about 34,000 caregivers, where you'll learn all about my new caregiver wellness retreat and mastermind in Acapulco that I offer to burned out caregivers trying to keep as many of those 30 percenters that die before their loved ones do alive. And if you click on the like or follow button on whatever platform you're watching or listening to this interview on, it helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google's search engine algorithms. So thank you again to all my listeners out there all over the world for tuning in every Wednesday and making us the number one caregiver podcast on the internet. And Thank you, Angie, so much for coming on the show. And um, may God richly bless you all. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dave. Hey, everybody. It's Dave Nassani, otherwise known as Caregiver Dave. And I'm coming to you live from this beautiful Acapulco Villa, which I like to say is the perfect prescription for caregiver burnout. And I have a unique opportunity to bring 14 burned-out caregivers up here so that they can decompress and do all the things that they need to do. But this is just a bonus. It actually comes with the six-month Zoom coaching program. It's a one-on-one -on -one consult with me, Caregiver Dave, to identify where you are and where you need to go. It's a six-monthly small group coaching sessions to smash any obstacles between you and your ideal vision of what a caregiver needs to be and caregiver success. You get my three free books and instructions on boundaries, grief, self-care, organization, asking for help, learning how to say no, avoiding burnout, avoiding depression, avoiding perfectionism, avoiding isolation, avoiding resentment, delegation, team building, how to have fun, how to have no guilt, the importance of gratitude, and after caregiving, when you're no longer a caregiver. But this seven-day bonus is absolutely free. It comes with the coaching program that you pay for. And the food is all inclusive. I'm telling you, seven days and seven nights here is amazing. This is truly paradise. And I highly recommend it. For more information, go to caregiverdave.com. That's gonna send you to my other website. And if you want a shortcut to get there immediately, just go to acapocodave.com. Thanks again. I look forward to seeing you in Acapulco.
Sing. Uh. 